the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back, dear friends. It's fun when you get new information about a buddy that you didn't know, and it's cool. I just found out that my co-host here on the Battle for 1600, the Baron, Baron Boris Epstein, is a cigar guy. No doubt about it. So am I. And not only is he a cigar guy, what's your favorite rope? Monte Cristo number two, my man. Which just happens to be mine. You are a man of impact. Impeccable taste. Impeccable taste. <laughs> uh, we must share a cigar or two once we are through the coronavirus madness. That's just another piece of wonderful information. I'm Sebastian Gorka. You're listening to the Boris, the Baron Boris. Follow him on Twitter at Boris EP. He is a member of the advisory board of the Trump 2020 campaign. My former colleague in the White House, special assistant to the president. And this is the latest edition of the battle. Um, Boris, let's, let's start with some ex- I think it's exciting news. Uh, our buddies, your, your colleague, our ex-colleagues, fresh, fresh news that we have. Uh, Stephanie Grisham, the White House press secretary, is stepping down from that position to go back to what she was doing previously, which is working for the First Lady. And who else? Who is going to take her place, Boris? Kaylee McEnany, our good friend, the uh, current uh, press secretary for the campaign. Before that, she was RNC spokeswoman, and before that, a great surrogate for the Trump campaign. Kaylee is smart, greatly educated. And a fighter, a fighter. Total fighter. We're actually both uh, Georgetown Hoyas, so the, the, a, little, a little bit of Hoya no, love No, you had to drop that in there. Of course, well, listen, had yeah, to. It's a little something. But yeah, she's a fighter. She's strong. She stands up for the president. She's going to do a great job, as is Alyssa Farah and Ben Williamson, who are joining the communications department at the White House. They've both worked extensively with the new chief of staff, Mark Meadows, and Alyssa's worked with the vi- uh, vice president and at the Department of Defense. So a good, a good team that's, uh, that's joining the communication press uh, group of the White House. And Stephanie is going to do amazing work for the First Lady. She's continued to act. Yes, she had, she had two jobs, actually. You're right. She right. had two jobs as she, she became Believe press it or not, secretary. Believe it three. Three jobs, <laughs> right. Because she was press director. Press secretary, comms director, comms director. Comms director, White House. Communications director, White Incredible. House. Incredible. So, it's tough to do three jobs, but she did, a, she did a wonderful work. And now she'll be focusing on the first lady. Lindsay Reynolds, who's a friend of mine, was the first lady's chief of staff for over three years. She's now uh, leaving the administration, and she's going to focus on time with her family. We wish her all the best. And Stephanie, congratulations on the new role inside the East Wing 
as the first lady chief of staff and spokesperson. So he's using I'll, the I'll inside lingo because it's the first lady. It's the east wing, not the, the east west wing. Because he knows what he's talking about. That's of course right. he does. That's why he's my co-host here on the Battle for Sixteen Hundred. Um, let me just mention this. It just kind of popped into the into my transom up here. Um, <laughs> I think it was. Isn't Chris Salissa a close friend of yours? Oh, um, we're best friends. Best we friends. smoke cigars all the time. <laughs> you better, you better we, not. We drink, drink. No, I, I, I think it was yesterday. Chris Salissa who said yesterday, as soon as the announcement uh, had occurred that uh, Stephanie's moving back to working for the first lady exclusively as the chief of, chief of staff, and then um, <laughs> he said, Stephanie Grisham, the only press secretary in history to never hold a press conference for us reporters. Um, I, I, I think he might have been asleep for the last month. Who, who's been holding a press conference every day uh, for the White House Press uh, Correspondents Association, Boris? You know, there's this, there's this person. He actually I, is the you know of him. the free world. Do, do, what's his, you know him, right? Did he I work know for him? him? You know, I think we both work. I think his name's Donald <laughs> J. Trump. He's the president of the United States. He's been holding long, multi-hour press conferences. <laughs> yeah. And just yesterday, just yesterday, CNN decided that it was more important to air part of that press conference when Dr. Burks was speaking. It was more important to air a live shot of the one and only Jim Acosta than to show what Dr. Burks is telling the American people during those press conferences. So CNN refusing to air huge swaths of those press conferences, but of course still finding time to whine and I could use other words, but we probably shouldn't do it here. But I think we all know one starts with B, the other starts with M. Uh, be, it's, I guess it's like, it's like a second one. Moan. Okay? Ha- hang so on, hang on. This is a podcast, so we can say bitch and moan. There okay, you go. Great. I did it. I, I did, did it. it. You said it. You said bitch and moan. Okay. <laughs> the world's going to collapse. You said it. <laughs> bitch, bitch and moan. So CNN, CNN not carrying the president live. CNN not carrying experts live. CNN depriving the American people of important messages that are vital to safety, but of course, still whining and bitching and moaning about Stephanie Grisham not holding a press conference for them, even though there have been nonstop press conferences by the president for the last, what, month plus now? Yeah, absolutely. And, so, and incredible they, they are too. Yes, uh, I tell president, all our- And by the way, on that real quick, yes. it is so vital, and I've had the honor of relaying that message directly to the president. It is so vital that the president stands up there every single day and speaks to the American people. He speaks to them when there's good news. He speaks to them when there's tough news. But he's talking to us every day and saying, America, I've got you. I'm going to lead you through this. And you know what? Even Dr. Fauci now, who may or may not be a little bit of Dr. Gloom, okay, (laughs) has now said that there's serious light at the end of the tunnel and that the mitigation is working and the models are being revised way down. And on top of that, we played the audio yesterday on our show on America First. Uh, He was being interviewed. Dr. Fauci was being interviewed. And and the interviewer asked a really good question because of this fake news obsession with aquarium tank cleaners. He said, uh, if, if you were back practicing as a regular doctor, not, you know, the face of our response, and you had a patient who had succumbed to the coronavirus, would you administer, would you prescribe what the president has recommended, hydroxychloroquine to your patient? With, with, without skipping a beat, Dr. Fauci said, of course I would. Isn't that telling? No doubt about it. No doubt about it. It's vital that people understand that, A, don't drink fish tank cleaner. 
Yeah. Okay. Rule, rule number one in life every day, as my friend Chris Blunt says, every day is an IQ test. Yes. Every day is an IQ test. If you've got something in your shelves, in your pantry, and it's got a big old skeleton on it. Skull and crossbones. Poison. 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 Don't eat. Don't eat. No matter what it says. First of all, don't be reading the ingredients, okay, to decide <laughs> whether you should eat it or not. The, the skull and bones, the skeleton says, okay, don't eat it, okay? And then, please, just don't drink that, all right? So, but of course, NBC News, and then others picked CNN, picked it up, and others, they ran huge stories, play-by-play tweets from several of the reporters saying, Vaughn Hilliard is one of them, saying, these people are telling Americans not to listen to the president. Okay, so you're telling me that I should take advice from somebody who drank fish tank cleaner? Right. All right, let's, let's get serious. Let- so I have to get credit where credit is due. Axios actually corrected their report and tweeted a correction. The only one, as far as I know, to have done so. Right, but the original ones were not taken Turn. down. Let, let's, let's show an example of just how... It, <laughs> do you really think every day it can't get any worse? And then it does, especially in the case of Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski. This is the latest. This is this is literally a psychotic rave from a man who, shockingly, before he cheated on his wife, got married to the person he was having an affair with, dyed his hair, created a studio in Florida that he pretends is in D.C. and or New York and is lying to his viewers every single day. Before, before all of that happened was actually... Stunningly, a Republican member of Congress. This is Joe Scarborough today on the president's press briefings. For the life of me, don't understand why the networks, including our own, allow Donald Trump to lie for two hours to the American people. If he were giving good information, that would be one thing. Let us fact But check it him. is a lie. So if this network or CNN or Fox is going to run him lying for two hours a night, they need a real-time fact checker. Get his quotes. Get his words. Get his statements. Get the fact that he's trying to stop Americans from voting in the election by mail and then get where the president says, yeah, I voted by mail because I'm allowed to do it, but you're not. Anger issues much, Joe? Uh, Somebody should probably check in on Joe Scarborough. Yeah. Joe Scarborough looks like he's having a major big league meltdown. Okay. His TDS, his Trump derangement syndrome has gone has gone into full stage five. It's stage five. It's stage five. He's got stage five TDS. He's a stage five clinger. Okay. He's got, to, to quote wedding crashers. Okay. We've got a real problem here in our hands. Uh, and and I, I also, the, the clip sort of encapsulates, encapsulates that whole show because poor Mika Brzezinski, she doesn't get to say much. Okay. She doesn't get to say much. So she just kind of throws a word in there or, or two or three words. And then at one point she goes, Fox will. Well, MSNBC is also airing the press conferences. And by the way, these are cable news networks. Yeah. The president speaking to the American people, his leadership team, the doctors, the vice president, the admirals speaking to the American people is news. So what do they want to cover instead? To have another hour of, of Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski losing their minds that's watched by nobody? You know, so it's absolutely ludicrous. The president's pointed this out. The ratings have been big. And people, of course, are, oh, how dare he care about the ratings? That's not the point. The point is 
that means that the American people are tuning in because they want to hear from their president and from his team, the task force. They don't want to hear from Joe Scarborough in his basement losing his mind. Who knows last time he showered? Yeah, but 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 you say that you know Mika just sits there and and throws the odd thing in, which is true. But sometimes it, it it's the results of that are very disturbing. Two days ago, she we played the audio. She said there has to be a reason why the president is saying hydroxychloroquine could be a game changer, and we we now have. We have testimony, not only from patients who say their lives were changed, including a Democrat state representative. Correct. Right. We also have doctors saying every patient they've given this to has recovered, sometimes within hours from the coronavirus. And she said the the only reason is because he's making money out of it. What happens within 24 hours? Uh, again, my friend uh, Chris Blunt, his team, worked out that they counted the number. The New York Times put 13, 13 journalists onto investigating the president profiting from a drug, Boris, that is a generic drug. Right, the patent's over. The patent's over. That's been around since the 1950s. Th- this, is, this is beyond somebody's personal psychotic derangement. To, to state that in the middle of a national emergency, the only reason the president is vouching for a life safe the only drug, the only drug that we now know at the current time is working against the coronavirus, he's doing this for personal financial gain. It's beyond despicable. And then, so they wrote the story, and they connected some funds, and you know, I, this is part of my background, right? I've been in finance a long time. They said that the president and his family own some fund that invests in another fund, which has an investment in a company that produces but doesn't have a patent to the drug. Mike Cernowich, actually, you have to give him credit, he did the calculation. Turns out that the investment is worth about 35 to about 500 bucks. Yeah, and yeah, I'm, right. Not 1,000, right, right. not 100, $35 to about $500. Yeah, we, we, and, and if you have a mutual fund, if you have shares in you know companies that make stuff, you might have made $15 from this as well. Does that mean that you're evil as well? I mean, these people, the bounds of their dementia knows no limits. Well, it goes to a different level, right? The Trump derangement syndrome is so high that these people actually don't want chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine to work. The, a lot of the folks in the media seem to be rooting against it working. Which means yeah. what? Well, well, it's rooting. just incredible. Just, just, just hearing that right. sentence. Rooting, rooting against the thing that seems to be saving lives. Correct. How did we get here? They're rooting against saving lives. Yeah. We got here by years and years of the media thinking that they owe it to themselves, that they're better somehow than the American public, and they owe it to themselves and to America to bring down Donald Trump. Yeah. Donald Trump was elected through our constitutional process that's been around for a long time, over 200 years. He's the president of the United States. But too many in the media and a lot on the left do not realize it. There have been some on the left who have been great through this. I have to say, Gavin Newsom has done a good job in California, and he's worked closely with the president, and he's complimented the president. And the president has done all he can to work together with him, but even with others. The president and Governor Whitmer of Michigan, who's doing all the rounds and trying to get the vice presidential nod for Sleepy Joe, <laughs> the president has done all he can to help Michigan and, and worked with her. Joe Biden finally figured out how to call the White House. He said, oh, I'm going to call the president. Joe, you worked there for eight years. The switchboard's on the website. Okay, 
Just, it ain't that hard. All right, just dial the number. Okay, you can find it. It's pretty easy. Just Google White House switchboard. Maybe Joe, you worked there for eight years. You have it written down. They had a phone call. You know, on the, and and Joe Biden even said afterwards that it was very gracious. But here's the thing: the media and many on the left have not yet accepted the fact. Believe it or not, three and a half years later, that Donald Trump is president, and they are doing everything they can to bring him down. And in this case, what are they doing to bring him down? They're rooting against a life-saving drug. Now, I'm going to be direct, and I know you believe this too. Every medicine has side effects. Sure. This is a prescription anti-malarial medicine that's been approved by the FDA for use against COVID-19, against the coronavirus. It's been a, 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 you, you know, it means that it's approved for its non, non-main use. Okay, let's right. The off-label, off-label use. Off-label use. Right. That means that there are some dangers that carry that, and that's for the doctors and the patients to work out with each other. And the president's been very direct on this. But we do know that this drug has been around for decades. We do know generally that it is safe because it's been approved by the FDA for decades as an anti-malarial drug. Actually, I have relatives who years ago took it before they traveled to Brazil. Oh, wow. Yes, as a, as a precautionary measure. So, but I'm, you know, everybody's medical history is different. It does seem now that ZPAC may, in, in, the, the azithromycin may impact those who have heart issues. That's, I'm not a doctor, you're not a doctor, okay? That is for folks to figure out at home. But overall, statements from doctors all over the country are pouring in yes. as saying that for patients who are in a bad shape with the coronavirus and COVID-19, chloroquine, hydroxychloroquine appears to be working. Governor Cuomo said that. New York Governor Cuomo, a Democrat, say that, said that. Did you have the media going after him? Nope. Strange Is, enough, it didn't happen. Are Mika Brzezinski and her hubby, Scarborough, Joe Scarborough, asking, well, how's Andrew Cuomo benefiting? Do, are they looking? Is the New York Times putting a, a basketball team, you know, or more than a basketball team, 13 reporters to check on whether, on whether Andrew Cuomo has any investments that are invested in an investment that's invested in a, dr- in a company that makes some version of these drugs? No. No. But this is all one sustained attack on President Trump, and it's disgusting and it's sad. And the media, I think the media as a whole, with a lot of examples on the other side, I'm proud to be with Sinclair. You're proud to be with Salem. We're proud of the companies that, that we've worked with and we've helped and that are helping us. And there are good companies and there, and there are good reporters out there. But as a whole, the, the entity that's going to take the most hit from this is the media. Because yeah. the media has just been overall Main Street media, mostly the big ones, NBC, CNN, ABC, CBS getting fooled by a, by a woman who said she had been a nurse. She had been a nurse for a year. They are they are losing their credibility. Have they have the they, have they uh, retracted that video of the, the screaming crying nurse quote quote nurse? We're gonna have to take a look. Let's yeah. take a look at the yeah. let's take a look at the videotape. I'll take a look here in a minute. Because I, I know Bernie reposted it. Oh, by the way, that's a good segue. Bernie, let's, let's talk about our Bernie. favorite Bolshevik. Uh, we are talking to my friend, my co-host, regular guest on America First, co-host here on the Battle for sixteen hundred. He is, of course, the Baron Baron Boris. Follow him at Boris EP, member of the advisory board of the Trump twenty twenty campaign. Former special assistant to President Trump. I'm Sebastian Gorka, host of America First, SebGorka.com on Twitter, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A. So the big news, big news just moments ago today, it has occurred. The rev- I guess, I guess the revolution is canceled, Boris. 
What happened to that revolution? I, I, what, I thought this guy was going to be president. He told all of us that he was going to be president. Yeah. Right? He told all of us that the country is going to be a socialist. Yeah. And that, that there's going to be state. equality for everybody and the, the billionaires will be punished. Not the millionaires anymore. Though. No, 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 because he's a millionaire. But, but See, the billionaires. In 20, here's, here's what you don't understand, Seb. Sorry. Man, I don't know how you don't get it. Bro. Just help me. In 16, it was billionaires, millionaires. Yeah. Then Bernie puts out a book. Now he's a millionaire. Now we don't have to get rid of the millionaires. Everybody's got a summer camp. Everybody's got a, he called his third house a summer camp. Everybody's that's that's got a, a bit creepy, camp. isn't it? It's like, is that like I don't a, know what he's doing at the summer camp. He's yeah. got a summer camp. But everybody, everybody's got a summer camp. Everybody's got a summer camp. <laughs> so th- this is the So what happened? Explain it to us. You are the man we come to for our political analysis. Bernie is out. He said he's going to fight it all the way to the convention. We had all kinds of strange permutations, possible contested scenarios. What do you think happened? He's not following the Frank Sinatra song. He's not <laughs> loving it all the way. You know, he's just... Bernie Sanders is out. He said today he's out. He's he's not letting go of his delegates, though, and he wants to be on the ballot because he wants to, quote-unquote, fight for the issues, whatever that means. It, to me, it almost, and the president actually tweeted about this, says, what is this, what is this all about? To me, it almost sounds like Bernie is trying to keep his delegates in case Joe Biden gets thrown out the window uh, yes. by the Democratic Party and someone else step, steps up, be it... You know, be it uh, Andrew Cuomo, be it Hillary Clinton, or someone else who could actually put two words together. To me, that's what it smelled of. Hey, I'm not giving Joe my delegates because you know what? I'm not so sure about Joe. I don't think Joe's necessarily going to be the nominee. Sure, I'll endorse him now, but mm, let's see what happens. So, what what is your scenario that something happens at the convention or before the convention? I think the only way this happens is if. Barack Obama, most likely, goes mm-hmm. to Joe Biden and says, Joe, you just don't have it, man. You don't have the backing of the American people. You don't well, have- he hasn't endorsed him yet, has he? He hasn't endorsed no. his own vice president of eight years. Correct. And he let him dangle there for a long time. And by the way, Joe Biden was fifth in New Hampshire. He easily could have absolutely gotten crushed and gotten out of this race. He was only saved because the Democrats all miraculously dropped out one by one by right. one by magically. one. Magically. Magically. And Super Tuesday. So I, there is a chance that happens. And if that's the case, the Democrats are going to get to choose their own new nominee and go forward in that way. So I am not convinced that that's not, that's the, the, there's not, that's not going to happen. I think there's a good chance because Joe Biden, look at everything he's doing. Yeah. He's telling the president to do things. He said, oh, you've got to appoint somebody as the main person to head the supply chain. Joe, hello. Mm-hmm. That happened weeks ago. Right. That Indeed. happened, that and, happened and, weeks and, oh, ago. I, actually, on that note, we have some incredible audio. But first, uh, Shad, our engineer, he's, he's always on the money. He checked it out. And that oh. CBS post of the nurse there. saying that uh, they could give us masks, you know, I can't go to the ICU since she hasn't been in an ICU for a year. That nurse who lied on that video, Imaris Vera, uh, that video has not been taken down. CBS no. still has it up. But let's let's listen to what uh, the former vice president said about his his criticism of the president's response. And then uh, what he said a few weeks earlier. 
play the cup. He indicated that uh, I complimented him on uh, on dealing with China. Well, you know, 45 nations had already moved to keep uh, um, uh, block China's uh, personnel from being able to come to the United States uh, before the president moved. Uh, so it's just it's about pace. It's about it's about the urgency, and I don't think there's been enough of it. For Donald Trump's record of hysteria, xenophobia, hysterical xenophobia, to uh, and fear mongering to lead the way instead of science. So uh, now he's saying the president didn't act fast enough, and then a few weeks ago he said the president's travel ban from China was hysteria. Does does he even look? Does he think that America is stupid, or is this just a function of senility? See, Seb, that's another thing you don't get, man. Oh, sorry. Can you explain this one to me as well? Yes, hypocrisy is okay if you're a liberal. Ah, yes. You see what I'm saying? Alyssa Milano. Oh, my gosh. Any due process to Justice Kavanaugh. No, this is incredible. She's now saying you've got to have due process for who? For Uncle Joe, you gotta have the Uncle Joe. So now, now that he's been accused of rape, right? He's been accused. Of, he's been accused of serious sexual assault. He deserves. Uh, he deserves due process. Do we believe the woman? Do we not believe the woman? According to Alyssa Milano, not sure. Justice Kavanaugh, Michael Avenatti, literally makes up total BS, total crap. Of course, Alyssa Milano. Oh yeah, you have to believe all the accusers. So with liberals, it's okay to be a hypocrite. Bernie Sanders, millionaire is bad. Now he's a millionaire. Millionaire is good. Okay? <laughs> Same thing with Uncle, Grandpa, Great, 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 Great Grandpa Joe. When it was good, when it was appropriate for him, for his liberal buddies, to attack the president for being xenophobic against China. And by the way, this is the same Joe Biden that said time and time again that China is not a threat. Yes. Okay? Not, a, not even a competitor. They're just oh, good guys. China. Come on. Those guys are great. I mean, yeah. how could they not be? They gave a billion dollars to his kid. <laughs> Okay. Right, right. By the way, is the New York Times putting 13 people in investigating that one? Oh, I don't think so. I'm not going to hold my breath on that one. Well, but if you think that if if they're talking about 35 bucks of the president's investment, they have 13 people on that, <laughs> then they should have... Oh, that's what? fabulous, Boris. This is why you're the co-host. This is why you're a regular on my show. The $35 the president may have made from a generic drug that is involved No, with... not made. He's, invest... that's he's invested. He's invested. Sorry. He's yes. invested in a mutual fund. Vice the $1.2 billion that Joe Biden's son gets after he accompanies his father, the vice president, on Air Force Two to China, and he gets that deal from the Communist National Bank. Bank of China. Mm, small difference. I'm not sure if there's a difference, man. I, you know, I, for Democrats, for the news, not. So, by my calculations, by my calculations, if you, and I, you know, could fact check me on this. If if Hunter Biden received a billion dollars from China, okay, received a billion dollars from China, even if you say the 35 bucks is is an investment and a total in this company, and they had 13, 13 journalists on that. They need to multiply that 13 by about, looks like to me, 29 million. Okay? So they <laughs> well, you did to... work on Wall Street, so I trust your figures. Okay. So what they're going to need to do is they're going to need to find a country, okay, and make them all journalists. And maybe, or, you know, something that's uh, almost four times the size of the New York City. And they're all going to be journalists. And they're all going to be investigating Hunter Biden just to be, because the New York Times is nothing but fair. Okay, right, and they're equal. What a total joke! So yeah, Joe Biden. Joe Biden has no idea. Joe Biden has been as Robert Gates, the former former 
CIA director and Secretary of Defense said Joe Biden has been wrong on every national security, international relations point, idea, front for the last 40 40 years. 40 years. And now now it's been about 50 years. Quite stunning. So Joe Biden is wrong on everything. He was wrong on China then. And now, of course, oh, yeah, I mean, I told him he wasn't doing it fast enough. Joe, there's videotape. I know you don't know how technology works. I know you didn't realize that you could do this thing called the conference call. Okay, they just replaced dial-up internet in his basement with probably something from 1990. He's not joking. That just happened. They just put internet into Joe Biden's basement. But just the American people, as you said, no, seriously, we could joke around. We have a good time. That's why this podcast has been so popular. The banter is great, right? We, we, we have a blast. But in all seriousness, the American people are not stupid. Yeah. The American people know that what Democrats are doing is completely trying to gaslight, yeah. which is, oh, no, don't, don't pay attention to everything the president is doing to save you. Here we are criticizing him. Also, Joe went on The View and said, I'm not criticizing the president. The same day his campaign is putting out ads criticizing the president. Right. And that's a question I asked on Twitter. He actually responded. How many times a day, a week, a month, do we think that Joe Biden actually communicates with his campaign? <laughs> is he in touch? Is it, or is it just Ron Klain's running the whole thing? You know, that genius, right? Right. And then, but really, everything else is, uh, you know, going absolutely under and above Joe's head. So Joe Biden is not a serious candidate, and that's why the Democrats absolutely, I think, are looking around for an alternative in, in, in a time like this. Because here's what's likely going to happen. Again, I'm not a scientist. Okay, so th- this is this is what this is the, the key question for today's podcast. We we're going to close it with a, a wonderful message from the first lady. But the, the the big question I wanted to ask for today's battle for 1600 from from you, Boris, is what does today's decision mean? Already, Eric, our colleague here, has seen the Bernie bros are out in force. They are not happy. You look at social media. So when when you look at the next 208 days, what is the consequence of this decision now for Joe Biden and for the Democrat Party and the president? The consequence is that the Democrat Party continues to shatter. It continues to not be united. It continues to be what Will Rogers said in the 30s, not a true political organization. But right now, the Democratic Party is more divided than ever. They're divided because Bernie, a socialist, somebody with completely cuckoo ideas on 99% of the issues, did and does have a movement. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is wrong on 100% of the issues, (laughs) she has a movement. Joe Biden has his basement. So Biden is not representing the the Democratic electorate anymore. I mean, how could he be? He is an almost octogenarian accused of sexual assault who's made every gaffe in the book and who's been in politics all his life? Does that and, and he's a, and he's a, a white octogenarian? Does that to you sound like somebody who stands for today's "quote unquote" woke Democratic Party? Not no, really. No, it doesn't. So Joe Biden is going to be a candidate who represents a part of the spectrum of the Democratic Party, but he doesn't represent the Birdie Bros. And, believe, and, and is there any way that he or whichever establishment candidate comes in and? takes it from him or if there's a convention where there's you know a dark horse is there any way that those people can be brought back for the democrat nominee 
Probably not, and here's why. Generally, turnout is less during elections that are mid, that are the second elections for a president, right? Yes. So 12 was less than 08, 4 was less than 2000, and right. 96 was less than 92. That's what generally happens. I'm not saying it's necessarily going to happen now, but that's what generally happens. And you're seeing that in the turnout in the primaries for the Democrats and the Republicans. Republicans are actually having better turnout in some points than Democrats, and they don't even have a real primary because everybody knows Donald Trump is the nominee, but people are still coming out to support Donald Trump right. because the president has such enthusiasm. And you've seen that enthusiasm gap. It's huge between the president and Joe Biden. The president has, in, you know, in the 80s, high 80s of enthusiasm. Yes. Joe has in the low 70s, okay, between, between his supporters. Right. So it's going to be very hard for Biden to get people excited about him who are not now and then get them to vote very hard because what's he going to do? Listen to the clips you played now. He's not energetic. He doesn't have stamina. He doesn't have vigor. He doesn't have a concrete message. He's flip-flopped on every issue possible. He's been a, a, a hypocrite on most of them and wrong on most of them. So what's Joe Biden going to do to, to excite people? This is still the same candidate who came in fifth in New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. No, Be- stunning. He was behind, I know your favorite candidate, the, the beacon of democracy, the brilliant Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> oh, I miss Pete Buttigieg. Where, where is Alfred E. Newman now? Exactly. So when Bi- we told he was going to be president as well, Boris? Oh, well, has he not been? Did I miss? I th- wait, I thought he was. Was he? Part- Did he? For like a half a minute? I don't know. What about Eric Swalwell? Oh, President Swalwell and his nuclear weapons. Who can forget? Well, I forgot him, but thank you for President Swalwell. So Joe Biden is, is a terrible candidate. Joe Biden is a bad leader, as, as former Secretary of Defense Gates said. Joe Biden doesn't have what it takes. And, and, so and, how can and, he excite the Bernie brothers? But not only does he not have what it takes, he just exudes a, a simple feeling that he doesn't want to be there. Oh, totally. He just, it's, it's, it's an unwilling candidacy. And it's very hard to be excited, whatever your politics, because you can't, you, can't, you, know, you can't really fake that. If you really want something, if you believe in what you're saying, if you stay true to your, you know, your North Star, but if you don't want to be on that debate stage, if, you, if you're not comfortable in your basement making those sad little videos, it shows and it's hard for people to say, hey, that really motivates me. Right. That's my guy. Yeah, that's you know? my guy. Right. Because that's what you have with President Trump. President Trump, day in, day out. Yes. Early in the morning, late yeah. in the evening. I can't, I can't think of one event that, that you've been at, I've been at, that, that has been publicly aired where he looks like he's not in it to win it for America. Or private. Or not privately. One time I've yeah, had the honor right. of interacting with him. And, on and the what phone. I've told people on this show again and again and again, Everybody wants to, what's he like in real life? What's he like behind closed doors? And I say, sorry to disappoint you guys. He's, if, if, if you've seen him in real life, in public, he is exactly the same behind closed doors in the Oval Office when it's just the two of you that's, because he's that genuine. That's so funny that you say that. I, and I've said the same thing to people. What I say is, what you see is what you get. What you see is exactly what you get. What you see is what you get. He could right. be in front of 100,000 people Doesn't or matter. more when he was in India at that huge yes. stadium. Yes, 110,000. Right. He could be alone with you in the Oval right. or on the phone right. and or in his office back when he was the candidate. What you see is what you get. Donald yeah. Trump is forthright. He's authentic. 
That's the word that we've always used, right? Forthright. I like both of those. Right. Forthright. Forthright. And, and authentic. authentic. I like that's that. true. I like that. And that's what I said. Remember, we've talked about this. On inauguration night, I was on with our friend Sean Hannity. And Sean said to me, Boris, why did the president win? And that's what I said. I said it's authenticity. Yeah. It's authenticity. The president Authent- is- Authenticity for the right thing, because you can be authentic and be you know, creepy or whatever, but it's authenticity matched with an unbridled love for this country. Absolutely. And when you put those two things together, that's how you get, <laughs> get 100,000 people in the stadium. Right. And how you, you're not just a sort of a has-been, let's be honest, right. about Joe just, Biden. Just, yeah, making moves. Yeah, Who was making moves and on right, maneuvers right, and right, trying, right. To, you know, trying to get there. But really, just not succeeding. Yeah. And, and, and everybody could tell, as you said, everybody could tell that Joe Biden, he doesn't really want it. No. And if he's this bad as a candidate, could you imagine him in the White House? I mean, he's going to be napping the whole time. Yeah. Joe, we've got a crisis. Oh, hold on. I, I, not even, and I'm not talking about church on that. What day of the week is it? Right, what day of the week is it? What am I doing? Oh, I've got to go back to my basement in Delaware. <laughs> you know? Joe, you're at the White House. So it, it's unimaginable. It's unfathomable. And to your question about the, the Bernie supporters, the left wing of the Democratic Party, keep in mind, a lot of them are populists. And there are a lot of them yes. who are coming from those Midwestern states, union heavy. Yep. And they voted in big numbers for President Trump last time. Right. And you better believe they're going to do it again. Right. You better believe they're going to do it again because the president has delivered it in everything he said for them. Renegotiated bad trade deals, restarted American manufacturing, cut taxes. Now he's getting through the one of the worst, if not the worst, crisis America has ever seen, and he's going to bring us in with a lot less death, thank God, than the doctors predicted. Yeah, no things uh, things are looking up for this country, and it's time to get us back to work as soon as possible. Absolutely. One one of the great things about knowing Boris is is the stuff he sends you. Uh, all hours of the day and night. And one of them that I hadn't seen yet, I, I live on social media when I'm not in studio, but I hadn't seen the wonderful announcement, the, the note of thanks that the First Lady had uh, posted a, a little video. And we're going to share it with you now to close the show. So this is the First Lady. It's not even a public service announcement. It's just an expression of thanks. Eric, do we have the video ready? Play video. To all of our medical personnel and other frontline responders, on behalf of a grateful nation, thank you. The President and I appreciate all that you're doing to keep the people of our country healthy and safe. In the most difficult of times, the United States never fails to rise to the occasion with both unity and strength. It is because of you that the people of America are receiving the care and treatment they need. We stand united with you, and we salute your courageous and compassionate efforts. Our prayers are with all who are fighting this invisible enemy, COVID-19. COVIDvirus.gov is the URL that closes that video, as I've said here on this show covidvirus.gov, whitehouse.gov, cdc.gov are the websites that you should rely upon for the facts of what is going on. And, of course, if you can, every single day when they are given, watch the president and his COVID virus response team's briefings for the latest updates. It looks like the curve is finally, finally being flattened, even in hotspots like New York. Incredible news with regards to the success 
of hydroxychloroquine and amoxicillin with zinc to cure people, to get them out of the hospitals, off the respirators. Incredible, incredible stories. As we begin Passover, as we get uh, ready for the, the Easter Sunday remote masses that will be said across the world, we want all of our listeners on the Battle for 1600 to stay safe and to remember what the president told us. This too will end. We started this as the most powerful nation on God's earth, the most, the greatest nation on God's right. earth. Exactly. And the strongest economy. And as the president said just a few days ago, he, 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 he did it once, he'll do it again. Uh, so we will be back where we were before this all started. Boris, your, your seasonal uh, message to all our listeners of the Battle of the 1600. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless all of you. To all of you who are celebrating Passover as I am, uh, apart from my family, but together, of course, in fighting and, and getting through this terrible and hard time in our country. To all of you celebrating Easter this weekend, God bless all of you, and God bless everybody, whether you're celebrating or not, whatever your religion or no religion, whatever your background, stay strong, stay safe. I want to echo the First Lady's wonderful sentiment of thanking all our medical personnel, all our frontline responders, everybody, all the men and women who are putting their lives on the line to keep Americans safe and healthy. Thank all of you. God bless you. As my friend Seb said, we are going to get through this. As the president said, we are going to get through this. This country is the greatest, strongest country on earth. And what I loved especially about the First Lady's message, Seb, is that it was thankful and it was optimistic. And we have to be both of those things. So stay healthy, stay strong, stay vigilant. Please continue to follow the president's guidelines. All of us cannot wait to get back out there. That's part of the reason I think the American economy is going to snap right back and get even stronger because Americans want to get back out there. But there is light at the, at the end of the tunnel. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Let's just work toward that light, walk toward that light, but let's continue to practice the guidelines. Be careful, and you better believe, and both Sebastian and I know this, as soon as the country is ready to be back, the president is going to will it to be back. He will tell us, get back out there. God bless you. Happy holidays. Stay safe. Have a wonderful Passover, my friend, and uh, have a wonderful Passover or Easter. Even if you're not religious, celebrate our country. Absolutely. Follow Boris, Boris EP on Twitter. I'm Seb Gorka on Twitter, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A. God bless you all. Happy Easter.